0: That morning, after the march, Ben had been standing in the trench, still tasting the taint of rum and bile at the back of his throat, and then the whistle blast, and he was over and running. They were together, at least, and they went over together that morning, Ben and Douglas and Chimer and David. Best friends who had taken their shilling together at the Duke of York's on the King's Road had done their square bashing at Aldershot, running and drilling. "'Again, it was the noise that shocked him once he was over. "'The artillery had stopped, so there was no more thunder, "'just screeching and whistles and thuds and screaming. "'The Germans had hurried up from deep beneath their ordered trenches "'and set up their machine guns. "'Ben had looked to his right as he was trying to run, "'and he could see them going down ten at a time, more. "'And he couldn't travel fast. "'They had said to run, and Captain Traven was blowing his whistle.' But Ben had mud coming over the tops of his boots, and he didn't know about the rest, but he had trouble seeing out, had tears coming down his face. Crying, just the nerves, the body doing strange unconscious things. So he had moved with his own lot right on the eastern edge of the push, and everyone was going down, so Ben dived too, and his lot followed. They always followed him. His friends thought he was lucky twice in london ben had been taken by the police but they'd all been done five times and more of course thought ben his wounds were relatively fortunate the deep scar on his hand but that was where a man got lucky wounds out in the open the only reason anyone ever volunteered for patrol stay in the trench and it was all headshots and shells but on patrol or out in the open there was a blessed chance that a man could be shot in the leg or arm and packaged home Ben had dived into a shell hole, one of theirs, one of ours, Ben didn't know, but twenty feet deep and more, ten days in a trench and earth on all sides, and then up and running and feeling nothing but naked and exposed, and in truth there was comfort to be back down in the mud. First thing he did was to leave his rifle on the edge of the crater, pointing back to their own lines, because he knew he'd have the sense not to stick his head back over until darkness had fallen, by then they'd all have forgotten which way was which. We're all right, Ben thought. No one knows we're in here. At the bottom, there was thick mud, but none of them cared with the sound of what was above. There were bodies at the bottom, Germans from a push two days before, and there, too, was the body of Captain Traven. Ben's friends were trying to get purchase, using the other rifles to dig in so they wouldn't slip down. No one wanted to slip down into the deep mud with the dead. Once secure, they looked at one another and found that they were, to a man, untouched, barely a scratch, nothing wrong with any of them that rum rations couldn't have cured. They were shaking, but they'd been shaking all that morning, waiting for the whistle. Ben remembered that Chimer hadn't been able to stop himself, even when the fire had dwindled to silence. He was muttering, his thin frame shaking.